No. He's very anal about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me start it. Go for it. Okay. <clears throat> hey guys, welcome back to Under the Sun podcast. Today, we're just going to talk honestly about our favorite things of 2020 and yeah. kind of the positive um, out of a fairly negative year for a lot of people, but I think we had actually a yeah, I think it had the capacity to be incredibly negative. That's true. Yeah. You know, for sure. It's a better I mean, way to phrase it. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Um, but I think that you and I both walked out with the decision to not let it yeah. be that way. Like, what are some ways we can be positive in it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to start? Okay. So I think one of the, I don't know, most positive things I think that I loved and really enjoyed was the fact that like my side in terms of extended family, like my mom had a pool and everybody else was shut down during the summer. And so like we were at my mom's pool all the time with all the cousins. And mm. I know my kids are like, one of the best things was just um, being with their cousins all summer long um, that we were just at the pool all the time. So that I think in terms of COVID, you know, my, I don't know, should we say COVID? Just say the, the, the 2020. I'll bleep it out okay. so that we don't get censored. <laughs> but I feel like that was like one of my kids' favorite highlights. Yeah, for sure. Was that they just felt like they saw their cousins a lot. And uh, my husband's like, side too, for sure. It just, you know, we just saw a lot of extended family, which was cool. Well, what's, I wouldn't say this is one of my favorite things, but you could also say no to people yeah and then not really feel like you have to give them an excuse just be like mm -hmm. oh no ooh, covid and that's that's my introvert side of like oh no i'm so scared <laughs> oh <laughs> but really i just didn't want to hang out with you <laughs> but yeah you know yeah and i think that's so great i feel like there was also this like do i really want this like just that reevaluating of intentional like about yeah. your life yes i think intentional i feel like intentional has just been like my word for like the last like year and a half like it is thinking things through with intentionality um and 2020 was easy to say no to things because you had a reason not to but then at the same time for things we really wanted most of us still found a way oh yeah we still i found it yeah, we still did lots of things At that least we, we weren't did. supposed to do. <laughs> but like for me, who is a person, as a person who, when someone asks me to do something, I usually have to like give them a really long explanation of why yeah. I'm saying no. Mm -hmm. Instead, I just learned through 2020 to be like, uh, I'll pass. Thank you so much for the thought, like for thinking of me, period. Like, yes. And yes, like no explanation yeah. at all. Yeah. I'd have to say that... Uh, like one of my number one things that came out of 2020 was working with you because I don't know how much you've talked about it, but it all kind of blurs together. Of like, what did we talk about in real life? And what did we talk about? <laughs> it's okay. It's dad. I just we interrupted. Like <laughs> I thought you were looking at the dog. We interrupt this, uh, this time for my Dave, my, my Dave, my Your husband Dave. creeping around the window. I just see a face in the window. Like, Hmm. Okay, cool. Was, yeah. I was just scared. That is like a fear of mine that like someone's going to be walking kind of around like me a little bit. Yeah. Oh, not in a bad way, but I guess. Huh. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Hi. You scared our friends. <laughs> I, was, Sorry, I, was, I forgot that you guys Can you cut that? I can see the red light. <laughs> Thanks, babe. 
Goodbye. Bye. Great. We should have our red lights during the podcast. Do you want? Do you want it? No, but like we should like have our matching ones. I have. You have two. <laughs> no, I have one, but I had it on today because like I feel like when I. So not only gut stuff, but when I'm about to pass parasite, my jaw hurts really bad mm. on both, mostly this side, but I'm guessing that's what it is. Like I'm clenching. guessing. Yeah. I'm cl- like, yeah. And I wake up and it's, it's there. Cause I'm guessing it's happening overnight. I don't know. Yeah. That's my only yeah. assumption. And usually I pass parasite within a couple of days. Yeah. I mean, they're more active at night. So that would make sense that it would be worse at night. Anyways, parasites. <laughs> it always comes back to parasites. <laughs> People will be like, I'm so sorry. I have this really personal thing to tell you. And I'm like, I get pictures of parasites. I mean, how much more like private can we be? Yeah. Like I, it's, a, it's just, just share it all. So Becca and Taylor, <laughs> well, Becca, we went to church after we went to, oh my gosh. So Becca, after church, we went to Jason's Deli and in line and she was like, oh, I had my first parasite come out. You want to see a picture? And I was like, yeah. And Phil was like, oh. No. Oh, what's uh, happening? What's oh no? And I was, I was like, it is okay. And I yeah. I was like, there's we, a liver fluke. That's what Emily told told me it is. It's right there. Do you see that one? Yeah. <laughs> this should be a whole podcast of poop. No, yeah, yes, P O P poop. And we I want a poop emoji pillow. Yeah. Oh, um, so that would be a good one. What yeah. does that actually look like? What should it look like? But just this idea of like what really holds people back from healing. And I think a huge part of that is not really understanding their body and that perception. Like they don't actually recognize when things are off. And they, that means they also can't recognize when things are on. Yeah. Like they can't recognize a good feeling from a bad, like it's just, and the trauma book talks so much about trauma and how like certain traumas, there's actually like, they get disassociated from parts of their body that like they can't actually feel you touch their feet because they just can't beat their feet anymore. Mm. Even though they don't realize it, but it just got me thinking of like, it's probably why some people so struggle to heal and why some practitioners are so phenomenal at helping people heal. Cause I think they really tap into that emotional piece. Mind, body, soul. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where were we? <laughs> Oh, so healing, working. Yeah. So, <laughs> so right at, you know, the start of the pandemic, yeah. I was like kind of relieved really truly. Cause yeah. I was working full time at a production company. I was working part time at a church and I was touring a lot. I had a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. And when the pandemic hit, I was like, Oh, thank God I can relax just a little, yeah. never to be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to get unemployment. This is great. I can be a, a leech. Sure. It was never that. It was like, I have no choice, but to stop. Cause otherwise I would have never stopped. I would yeah. have never been like, I feel like I'm in tune with my body. I've always, ha- I always have been, mm-hmm. but I never, I, I lived with the mo- the motto of like hustle and grind. Like yeah. you'll sleep when you're dead. Well, no wonder I don't feel good. I'm exhausted yeah. like because I'm not sleeping, but that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I had the mentality of like, the only way I'm ever going to make it in the music industry is if I kill myself to get there. Like if I, if I'm the one who is sleeping the least and yeah. putting in enough of the hours, but like I only had so many hours in the day mm. after full-time and part-time job. Anyways. Yes. So pandemic hit and I tried for a couple months to like mm-hmm. do my own research, which didn't go well. Cause I'm a skim reader and it doesn't go great. Yeah. And there's a lot out there, which just gets confusing. Yeah. It's overwhelming. It's like, Oh, uh, so which, what, what do I go after first? And 
I do feel like it was like a God nudging of like, hey, like relinquish control and like hire Emily. Because like we had no money at that point to, to, um, like to throw at it. But I was like, Dave, I feel like trash. And at that point, like my acne had gotten super bad mm-hmm. and I felt like trash. I couldn't go a day without taking a nap after I told Emily the other day, I was like, one of my goals when I was working with her was after a show, I'd be spent for like three, four days, like emotionally and physically, like my feet would swell. I'd just be spent. And I was like, that was one of my goals. I'd have to, I want to look back eventually someday on death, um, on those goals, but hired Emily was like, please just tell me what to take. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Um, and got myself feeling better. She got me feeling better. And that was probably the best thing I ever did. And also in 2020, because that's a positive. Because, yeah, it was bad. I'll put up pictures if you're watching on YouTube. It was not pretty. And it was not getting any better with what I was doing. Yeah. I tried yeah. changing my pillowcases. I tried <laughs> different Hiram skincare products. You know the Hiram guy? Mm-hmm. I tried that. I, tr- like, I tried anything topically that I could. I even did like a juice cleanse for like three days. Nothing was changing. But working with Emily, I feel like it was within like two months, my skin was like, drastically better drastically better yeah Yeah. and I just felt better Mm -hmm. which we can talk about some other time but when you're not completely drained and I like to say dead inside when you're not dead inside (laughs) you can be so much more giving and kind and gracious and encouraging to everyone else when you're not so like locked in the box Mm -hmm. of like I don't feel good no one understands that I don't feel good I'm only 20 I was 27 Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I was 27. And so people are like, well, you're so young. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I, I can't like look at you straight. Cause I'm so exhausted. That was one, yeah. of, my, one yeah. of my highs. Yeah. So no, I love that. Cause again, I think that you built context around the fact that like you had, you wanted something different, Yeah, you know? Um, and I think one of the biggest challenges in life is knowing what we want mm-hmm. and learning how to ask for it. Like, <laughs> if you hadn't written down those goals, you would have never had that to come back and look back and be like, Oh, you know, this was one of the goals. And I want to sleep through the night and not wake up at three o'clock every morning, every night in a panic sweat, which I didn't, things happen so gradually that you don't, I mean, for some people, for me, like it's just a a slow nail in the coffin of like Mm -hmm. not feeling good that like disrupts your whole life. And then before you know it, you feel dead inside. So yeah. please work with a naturopath. <laughs> Goodness, you won't regret it. Um, but yeah. yeah. Plus awesome. it brought us closer together. It did. It did. I feel like it opened up a lot Yeah, for us, right? Yeah. Just like, um, I mean, look at hard. us now. We're here yeah. now. <laughs> we started a podcast together. Yeah. I love it. And I think it's hard for me sometimes to explain what I do oh. because people don't understand like, well, you're not a doctor though. I'm like, I know, but I think I have a lot of knowledge. You do. And, well, and I've um, been to lots of doctors and they just were like, oh, you don't feel good? Well, your numbers, everything seems fine. So do you want some antidepressants? <laughs> do you oh, need to go to a psychiatrist? Yeah. Uh, well, maybe yeah. it's your hormones. Let's put you on birth control because you should be on birth control because you're married and you don't want kids. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. And I fired them all. because so I was like, so yeah. you're fired. You're not getting to the root cause. And I yeah. love the look on doctors' faces when you fire them because in case you missed it, something I'm passionate about, you can fire anybody you want just because they're within your network. Yeah. doesn't mean you have to go with them. Yeah. That's something I agree. And yeah. I, I hear 
lots of friends, lots of women who have had babies. And like, the doctor won't let me do this thing. And I'm like, fire him. Something you don't want to do. You yeah. don't got to do it. <laughs> fire him. You're paying him. He's doing it. No. Yeah. Fire him. Yeah. And or that her. is in a lot of worlds to some degree, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, you do get to choose that. You yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. I love um, that you feel so much better now. Yeah. Yeah. Just took life shutting down a little bit. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have several. I would say just, and we don't even have to go into this a lot, but like my family started camping, like tent camping, which oh, is something that I like, didn't realize it wasn't a regular thing. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. No, it was something like on my husband's radar for <clears throat> sure. Um, but we hadn't really like dove into it. I did not grow up camping. Um, and so when it was like everything shut down, but you can go to a tent. You can be in a tent in a campground. Yeah. And it was like the best thing ever. So my husband had been camping with my son before. Um, and again, we could probably do a podcast just sharing just my son's story. Um, we have to do that. Yeah. Oh but my just, gosh, my dogs, please <laughs> ignore the dogs. Um, but just so much of, of my son, there could just be like, environment is a really big factor for how well he behaves and he's seen it so much better now but even last year like there were still times where it was like oh my goodness it's just hard always to be on trips or vacations and like yeah. things have to be a certain way or you know I'm not always sure how he's going to respond so it was one of those moments too of being like he is absolutely like in his element his best version of him when we are in the woods when we are sleeping in the woods, when we wake up in the woods, mm-hmm. like he absolutely, like it's just his the best version of him to the point where like he said recently, he's like, we have not gone camping for a while. This is like a month ago. And he's like, dad, I really, I know I am my best me when I'm out in the woods. Like I need to go camping. Um, but yeah, him, I mean, identifying that as like an 11 year old being like, I need to be in the woods, which is yeah. something. Yeah. Gra- it's probably grounding. It's really what he's needing. Right. Right. Well, funny that you said that. So here's another fun, like, right. Like grounding, being close to the earth and having that natural magnetic, um, charge that we get from being close to, which we're just not. And then, you know, being close to water, you have just a whole other level of that. But, um, when we went camping for the first time ever, like me being on the ground, you know, in Michigan, really close to Lake Michigan, um, like deep in the forest. And I had to pee like five times the first night. And I was like, what in the world? Why do I have? To? And there's like, there was like signs for bears and stuff. So I was like, oh no, I'm going to get attacked by a bear in the middle of the night. Like I have to walk like, you know, to this little like vault toilet, like way down the lane here. And, but then later I was like, I bet it's cause I was sleeping on the ground. And like, that was like getting my body to just be more energized. And then my lymph was all flowing and where's it going to come out? Well, I'm just going to go to the bathroom an awful lot, but it was just amazing. So I think for sure, that's awesome. having that, like we camped a lot. We camped with you guys, which yeah. was super, super Which we need fun. to do again. Yes. Yeah. And like my kids. We should like, vlog it and then do a out. Like we should do a podcast from the woods and be like, can we, hey, yes, can we be, yeah, we can do whatever we want. We have to like <laughs> probably keep it short because it would be battery life. But yes, my dogs are being pains. We're just bringing lots of batteries. Yeah, lots of batteries. Yeah, but 
That sounds fun. fun. Ooh, it's a tax write-off because yeah. it's a business. There you go. Here we go, everybody. That's what, did I tell you about that? <laughs> yes. Okay. I was like, how did you? Like, you're tone and everything. Yes. Whenever Dave and I go on trips and it's like a, I leave an LLC yeah. trip, we'll like want to go to P.F. Chang's and we're like, because <laughs> it's a tax write off. Anyway, yes, we need to do that and then have interview. We could have interview with our family and oh, we should yes. have a campfire, like uh-huh. campfire combos or something like a like a, let's do a series. Uh, yeah, that was good. It needs to happen. All right. So for sure, I think camping was huge. Like coming out of that, like forever, I feel like it has just kind of changed a lot of. I don't know. It's just, there was so much benefit to camping. And I knew that I just wasn't ready to take the plunge of like being in a tent for five days without a bathroom or a shower, <laughs> but it was amazing. Like that's awesome. awesome. See, now I want to go camping now. Sorry. Aww. It is so good. It is good. That's awesome. Yeah. I probably say, well, camping was a lot of fun. We didn't do many vacations or anything, but I think so pre-pandemic again Dave and I are both super exhausted and I finally convinced my husband to work with Emily so it's going life is going well so he'll start feeling better (laughs) soon but I was just so exhausted and I was paid to go to church and it wasn't a church that I necessarily connected with and so because you were a worship leader I was a worship leader and it wasn't a church that I really it just makes it sound like you were just somebody paid me to go oh no 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 (laughs) sorry I thought I was a worship leader and I missed it, but yes, I was a worship leader. And I was paid to go to two services every single week. And out of three years, I only had three Sundays off one Sunday a year off. And it wasn't a church. It was a great church, but it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was just drained. It was a job and it was, yeah. And you had no other options at that point. Nobody was having evening services. Mm -hmm. And by the time, anyways, just drained and like kind of bitter towards I think there was like childhood trauma sure. that was raised within the church. My dad was a pastor. There's lots of like, like you know, yeah. pastors don't get, there's just lots of stuff. It was raised, mm-hmm. raised at Southern Baptist. So it was a very strict church. So there was just like emotional trauma that I just didn't like about the church. I was actually telling a friend that like before I was, I used to like resent the name, not resent, but like it used to make me like cringe when people would say the name Jesus because it didn't mean, mean Jesus to me. It meant somebody like slapping mm. me with a stick. Yes. It was like discipline. It was discipline. It wasn't like mm. the gracious, loving, healing friend, Jesus. It was like, you're doing something wrong. Jesus will be mm. disappointed in you. It was like, so yeah. But that being said, the definition of Jesus and community and church shifted during 2020 because mm. we were locked in our house and I was like, great. I don't have to see anybody. I can be my introverted self. Mm. It'd be awesome. But then like, I feel like God started changing and stirring of like, Hey, like you need community. Yeah. You need like-minded people. And long story short, ended up finding a church that we really, really like and we really connect with and which then yeah. turned into and friends. And they weren't shut down, right? And they weren't shut down, which I love because <laughs> scamdemic, no way. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, I think that helped. I think I, not, I think, I know I grew closer to God and I, mm-hmm. I started looking into things myself versus like, um, reliving the information I was provided by like when I was a child, that yes. makes sense. Like I yes. diving in myself instead of just regurgitating the information I was given. Yeah. Not that that, that has nothing to do with my parents. It's actually like the grumpy librarian Christians at church that ruined it for me. You know? Yeah. That yeah. like made Christianity a rule book, which there are well, rules think, you need to be within, but I think within path, I don't know. 
pastor's children seem to come under such scrutiny from members. Like some reason that people think, and I don't know why, but you know, old ladies come to mind. Seriously? (laughs) That's who I'm talking about. Why, why do you think, I mean, I still remember being, um, and she wasn't that old, but I remember being at, um, going into the bathroom with my girlfriend at church one Sunday and we, had changed into like, we were, it was an event. So we were like changing into like our play clothes, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I remember this lady being like, lady, you know, saying to us, she was like, girls, like, is this what you wore to Sunday school? Like, is this what you wore to church? Where are your skirts? Like, you know, and I just, that is what comes to mind. But that is even more so right under a pastor's child. Yeah. Like, no, my is- parents were gracious and loving and it didn't run their household like that, yeah. but it was mostly like, just Trump little things like that, that just like, you know, offenses build fences and just build up fences towards the church, which then it isn't accurate. It doesn't represent that. Those experiences didn't represent God at all. Cause Mm. cause Jesus, even the people like, you know, like he treated the the tax collector with love and compassion. Mm. It's like, and mercy and mercy, mercy, mercy. mercy. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was just a really healing year of Dave and I both that is awesome. finding a church that we both like is like a miracle in itself. Yeah. <laughs> um, and us not being involved for the first little while. Like we wanted to be intentional because like we both are musical and we're both techie. Mm-hmm. And usually we always get roped into to doing something. And then we do this, you know, it, just, it turns into being a laborious thing. It's not, it's because people need us, not because they appreciate us kind of thing. And right. so... Yeah, it was when it reaffirms. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so we didn't tell anybody when we started this church that we had any talent at all. We just, like, one couple knew that, like... We just sit in the background. Seriously, we did. We wanted... Because, like... Because people then want you to leave worship all the time because you have some... And it's like, sometimes I just need to receive. Right. And that was, like, where we were at for, like, the first six months. Like, we're just here to receive. Mm-hmm. And then now we're, like, involved and we do the things. But it's because you know, we're called to do it. Not because yeah. you decide that now it's out of community yeah. that you do it versus yeah. obligation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. That was an awesome. I think to go in along the lines of what you were saying, um, I feel like I had so much of just depth during 2020 also. Right. Um, I think it felt like so much of my life and my beliefs and what I held so true were so under attack in 2020. Um, between, you know, I mean, we didn't, our kids were homeschooled, so that didn't change. Um, my job and my husband, like we all still went to work. So in that sense, things weren't, didn't change a whole lot, but I feel like whether it was kind of my holistic background or my faith or, um, my kids and being homeschooled and those choices. And then my husband's a police officer. So I feel like there was just so much heaviness. And there was this moment of like, I'm either going to get sucked into this and I don't know if I can get out or God has to be bigger than this. Mm. And I get to my dad, I hated it. He would like, I'd have a really sore attitude in high school, you know, and he'd be like, happiness is a choice. I'm like, happiness is a choice. And I'd be like, stop it. Like, don't you think I want to be happy? You know, and some of it was just me being super sick. And I think parasites and all that stuff, you know, can have a huge impact on depression and other things. And, but I feel like I had my dad in my head last year, right. Of like, 
it is a choice. What are you going to choose? Are you going to choose to go deeper into me, into something that is that rock and that foundation? Or are you going to get swept away by the waves of this world? Because it changes every week, like every week there was, you know, and I, I mean, whether it was social media or in real life, like, I mean, I did feel like I lost friends. Like there was loss because of where Some people stood. not even your choice. Like ah. you see, some, you post something and they're like, oh, you're opposing my, my exactly. views, my beliefs. So. And even just my husband's job, I felt like all of a sudden yeah. was a point of people being like, well, I can't be friends with you, you know, kind of thing. And that is, again, that decision, am I going to get swept away by all of this or am I going to mm-hmm. hold fast? Um, I was reading a Mark Batterson book and he talks about how if you see a friend and you're like, Hey, let's do coffee sometime. And you just say that every time you see them, like what happens? Like you probably never actually get coffee with them. But if you say like, I will meet you at this point on this day at this time, guess what happens? Like you show up and he's like, you know, if you want deeper depth, you need to set that time aside. So I was like, okay, Lord, in this chair from five in the morning to six in the morning every day, is my coffee with you. And so I would wake up and I mean, I'm an early person anyway. Um, but some days were really, really hard. And I swear, like I would wake up and I still do. I, some days I still, um, struggle waking up and the alarm has to wake me up, but there was such a long season of just the Lord waking me up every day Hmm. at five. And I'd like take my red light and I'd like go fall on this chair and just see like, Jesus, I don't even know what to say today. Some days are just Mm. heavy and I'm tired or some days are just, um, I just need you to come. And I feel like that projected into starting in December and then coming into this year, just so much immense, um, deliverance in my life. But I think so much of it was the foundation of last year Mm. being like, do you want to know me? And do you want to be swept away by all of this? When everybody's freaking out on both sides of all these different conversations. And I would get like, I am a, I am a non-confrontational person in a lot of ways. And in other ways, I am very like, I won't back down. Like I will fight. I don't care if I offend you or not. <laughs> and I feel like there was just so much of that. And I didn't want, like in the end, it was like, but what are you speaking from? Cause speaking from a place of love into people's life and speaking from a place of hope is just so much of a better outcome. But I didn't feel like I could do that unless my roots in him got deeper. And so I would have, awesome. you know, it was, and again, it set the precedent for what he brought has been bringing and brought into my life starting, you know, in that December until now. And even with that, you know, um, I don't even know if you and I've talked about this. So, um, I had a friend probably three years ago approach me about organo King coffee twice. And both times I was like, Nope. Like I don't drink drinking it. Yeah. Like, Hey, would you like to try this coffee? Would you like to? And I was like, Nope, 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 Nope. I don't drink coffee. I can't, my body can't handle the caffeine. I don't do well with it. Um, And then fast forward, right. To like, I'm growing in depth. There's all these things. And I just really feel like the Lord is like, like just kept bringing this up. And I was like, okay, like I will try this coffee. I don't do coffee. And so probably around like somewhere between December, November, December, I tried it. And then I immediately was like, this is amazing. 
my husband who works thirds was up to like seven cups of regular coffee in oh. a night sometimes, sometimes more, sometimes less. It would just depend. But I would be like, you have to stop drinking so much coffee. And he was loving the organo coffee. And I was like, okay, this is better for you. Um, so anyway, I joined. And then even with that, I would say one of an amazing thing that came out of 2020 was just finding even more like-minded practitioners and Christians within this community of organo coffee. And like that, even that, like I've seen it moving into this year of just how it's different, right? Like listening to his voice and being like, it's a coffee, but it's become so much more at this point. Well, really it's getting back to the root of how how it was intended to be getting back to more holistic, like the way you think God created things versus like, you know, regular coffee that brings you anxiety and stress, Mm. which then perpetuate, like if you're stressed, then usually you're more fearful of the things that are happening around you. And it's getting back to like the root of how God intended us to live. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. As you were talking, we need to talk about this further off camera, but I have like this line of a song that like in the morning when I rise, give me Jesus when I cannot, sing your praise when I cannot lift your praise, help me sing your name or something like that. And I'm like, well, we should talk about that and sing. We should, but yeah. Okay. Oh, so good. I don't know. Slowly things are coming. Wheels no. are turning, chugging, but it's, it's about that, right? <laughs> like once again, just, and I feel like I will probably say this over and over again and people probably get sick of it at the same time. I feel like you can't stop saying it where it's like, God never wastes anything. Yeah. And he never, like he never wastes going deeper with him and he doesn't waste and you know putting something on your heart it seems so insignificant you know at times and whether it's a hair product or a coffee or opening Which, the door to a stranger you know like yeah. going to a new church like taking a step out out of your comfort zone and trying something new yeah like he doesn't waste opportunities and well part of what we were talking about earlier about like hearing is that in a different podcast? Was that the other one? Hearing God's voice? I don't know. Yeah. That so, was the end of the last one, but you can bring it back. So up. in the last, or in a previous podcast, we talked about like hearing God's voice. And one mm-hmm. of the things in 2020, because like there were moments of like, oh, it's kind of lonely. Like even though, mm-hmm. you know, my husband's yeah. there, still saw my family as regularly as I usually would, but sure. um, it got like lonely sometimes. And yeah. uh, like I would, like my thought of when, I was lonely or like somebody's name would come to mind of like, Hey, Mm -hmm. text your sister or text this random person you haven't talked to in like four years and be like, Hey, just thinking about you. Hope you're having a good day. I don't know if it helped, but like you never know what someone is going through or, um, I had a way to tie that around and I can't remember anymore, but yeah, just listening to and being open to it. But yeah. Yeah. Do we do one more and end? What is the, what's the count? One, two, three, four. What? I don't know. I don't know. Do you have another one off the top of your head? I guess just a short one of like, I got to spend a lot of time with my husband, which I, I like a lot of people. Like just last night I was talking to a, a guy and I was like, I'm sad because my husband's got a different job and he's going to be going into the office full time. And I'm, like, I'm really <laughs> sad that I won't yeah. like, see him in the afternoon. Like, cause we'll randomly like bring each other coffee and then talk for mm-hmm. like five minutes. And then there's just like a little, little interactions during the day. Even though we work from home, he's, he's leaving, he's going back to like regular work now. And I'm like, hmm, I like 2020 cause we got to yes. hang out a lot cause we're <laughs> friends. But that was a great thing about 2020. I think a lot of people struggled 
a lot of divorces happened in 2020, but I think a lot of people also got stronger. Yeah. Yeah. I think you reconnect with people. You become friends with the people in your home. Yeah. Who you kind of forgot that there was that friendship. Yeah. 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 And again, I think that we all have the ability to choose actual real life community. Mm -hmm. And I think we chose, like, there's that ability to see all the awesome things that happened and choose joy and choose growth where unfortunately I think we've both probably met a lot of people who didn't have that experience. Yeah. You know, I think I have a theory about 2020 that people were just attached to their phones or to their screens Mm -hmm. the whole time. And I went through that season of like, where I did like a month of TikTok where that's like, all I did was like, (laughs) I take my supplements, I took naps and I scroll on TikTok, but it left me feeling super empty and desiring more connection with his, like my husband's amazing, loves me in so many ways, Sure, but there's only so many needs he can fill. If that makes sense of like, absolutely. Like there's words of life that you can speak into me that like, Mm -hmm. don't quite mean the same thing from him. Like, I don't know. So yeah, be in your phone for a little while, but go out and find real, real people to connect with real, real change. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I had a thought when you were talking earlier, I was like, our slogan needs to be like, like get rid of your parasites or something like some kind of catchy slogan about like, <laughs> all right, this is a wrap up. Get rid of your parasites. <laughs> and remember everything comes from parasites. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. The root of everything. Yeah. It's so, trauma and parasites. <laughs> just remember. Wait, I'll find, I'll think of something snappy of like, just remember kids, get rid of your parasites and your life will be better. Have a nice day. (laughs) (laughs) We'll work on it. We'll perfect it. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll do like an Instagram poll or something. There you go. Something. Yeah. Something snappy to say at the end, but yeah. Okay. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um, any final parting words? Yeah. No, I would say we would love in the comments. Let us know what are some of your favorite memories from 2020. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Great wrap up. Good for you. <laughs> also, like, we'll take requests to a certain extent of sure. like what you want to hear because pretty much Emily and I are open books. Um, some people share, I'm pointing to myself, too much. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, if you have requests, leave it down below or let us know something positive that happened to you in 2020. Um, show this with a friend because we're still new to this podcast and we could really use your help kind of getting the word out there. So Mm -hmm. we'll see you on the next episode of, we need like a song under the sun. We'll let, we'll let you do that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye guys. We do need some kind of like, I'll make it to that little Western song that I like so much. I don't know. (laughs) 